Serving up a healthy dose of news, traffic, and engaging opinion. This is Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML. A public meeting to discuss green val- uh, green belt development in Ancaster tomorrow night has actually been moved from the Ancaster Memorial Arts Center to the Ancaster Fairgrounds to accommodate what is expected to be a large, very large audience. It's going to begin tomorrow night at 6.30. Now, a week ago today, more than 500 people packed into the Ancaster Memorial Arts Center to weigh in on the removal of 795 hectares from the Greenbelt locally, including Michelle Silverton. The guy who said he wouldn't touch the Greenbelt, Ford, he also said that he would not overrule a municipal decision with an MZO. Let's let him launder his dirty deal. That is not up to us to do. Let's stand back and let him do it. Feedback from that meeting is going to be presented at a special planning committee meeting on Thursday, tomorrow, which is also going to be at the Ancaster Arts Center and open to the public. Meantime, there is a Hamilton councillor who's planning to introduce a motion to ask for a judicial review of the Ford government's Greenbelt land decision. And that councillor joins us on GMH. His name is Paul John Paul Danko, and he is a councillor for Ward 8 in the city of Hamilton. JP, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well today. A judicial review. Why go down this route? This is a, a direct response, actually, to the residents that were at the last public information meeting. And one of them asked... Um, you know, what is the city doing? Why aren't you uh, doing everything that you possibly can to challenge this decision? And one of the ideas that was raised was a judicial review. And it's something that we had talked about before internally uh, when the decision was originally made. Uh, but at that time, we, we didn't feel like we had enough information or, or uh, you know, really grounds that we could file a judicial review. Since then, uh, there's been some fairly significant uh, revelations that give us a little bit more of an opportunity uh, to challenge that decision in court. And also, you know, I I don't want residents to think that this is a silver bullet that, you know, we're going to file a judicial review and, and the problem solved because it's an extremely high bar to pass. You know, we have to prove that the government of Ontario made an error in law. And the government makes the laws. So how do you how do you prove that the government of Ontario made an error when they control, you know, basically what the laws are? But having said that, I, I think there are some pretty serious grounds to suggest that perhaps this decision in particular uh, wasn't actually fair or lawful. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but as this judicial review process kind of kickstarts with your motion, are you not still working with the provincial land facilitator to develop these lands? The, the direction the staff is to still have those conversations with the land facilitator. Um, it is important that, you know, from a, a governance perspective, that we share our concerns with the province directly, and the facilitator is a way to do that. But at the same time, when we look at some of the information that's come out in the past year since the uh, decision was originally made, we have the Provincial Affordability Task Force, Housing Affordability Task Force, which said that you don't need to expand into the Greenbelt to build more houses. We have the report from the Auditor General, uh, which raised some very serious concerns about the process that was used to select the lands, and also that there may be not only 
violations of the Greenbelt Plan, but also violations of other provincial acts with other jurisdictions. Um, then we have the Integrity Commissioner's Report, which again kind of validates and expands on the Auditor General, which, uh, you know, had some, again, really serious concerns about how these lands were actually selected, that it wasn't an open and fair process. You've got Minister Clark himself uh, being found guilty of the Members' Integrity Act and then resigning, um, which, again, kind of confirms that uh, this process wasn't open and fair. And then you've got the Premier himself publicly stating that the process was flawed. So that's on the record, the Premier saying, you know, in an interview, yeah, this process was flawed. Well, if it was flawed, then it should be reversed. And that's, you know, what we want to ask staff to review. And is there anything there that we can actually challenge in court? Considering you're uh, thinking about launching a judicial review, and again, this still has to be passed by council, but it also sounds like you're not satisfied with the government's decision to conduct its own review of this Greenbelt scandal. Well, they specifically excluded you know, the lands that they've already taken out. So that's a real mystery to me if they've already admitted publicly that the process was wrong and it was flawed and it favored uh, certain developers over others. And, you know, we're going to do better in the future. So we're going to do this review of the rest of the Greenbelt, but we're still going to move forward with the lands that we've already removed. That, that makes no sense at all. Um, so I think that could be one of the remedies that we would ask the court to impose. Um, the court's not going to overrule public or sorry, um, government policy, but they could say, well, yeah, we agree with you that the process was wrong. So do an open and public process. Um, and, and, you know, there's no reason why these lands couldn't be, you know, put the protections put back on. And then it rolled into this new process that the government's talking about. Really quick. Re- Really quick as we got to run, if this judicial review process is passed by council, how soon could it begin? Well, we would have to file within 30 days of receiving new information. So the clock is ticking. Uh, we would have to get a, a note back from legal staff as soon as possible as to what the feasibility is and also what are the possible outcomes that we could receive from the court. That's what we need to find out from legal staff. Right, well, I'll leave it there. We'll certainly follow up on this uh, sometime in the future. JP, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me on. Wake up with the information you need to get the most out of your day. You're listening to Good Morning Hamilton with Rick Zamperin on 900 CHML.